But going real quick through the center spots, we got at the starter, our boy from the birds, Jason Kelsey, the only offensive lineman from our first string who is still alive. And then we have Frank Ragnow from the Lions. I don't know too much about this guy, so I won't speak on him. I mean, I'll keep this real short. Love Kelsey, consummate professional, all pro for years, a beast. Nate, anything to add to that? Um, yeah, Kelsey, can't really say much about him. Well, in a bad way, I mean, like you can't say much about him in a huh. bad way. He's pretty good, um, pretty consistent. Um, he's probably the only bright spot on that O-line. Uh, no offense. Um, I don't know too much about, um, you know, how the, the Lions, you know, poor Matthew Stafford, um, you know, and Frank Ragnow. I don't know too much about him. I know this. Now, this um, probably is a long stretch, but I really did like um, Cesar Ruiz on the Saints. Um, I think he's a center. I don't know if he played center for some of his yeah, games. He played. Uh, he played right guard this year. For right them. guard this year. Okay, he was he was listed. He was drafted as a center, but they put mm-hmm. him in this the right guard position. Tackle or yeah, but he definitely has been impressive this year. They have a great center. Uh, with the Saints, but uh, anywho, yeah, the, the, I, I don't really see an argument here. I can't argue Frank Ragnar being not in it. Um, I was going to say if Caesar Ruiz was listed as a center, he definitely is an honorable mention. He's had a pretty impressive year. Um, but yeah, Hunter, how about you? Oh, you already went. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. Did you? I oh, know you didn't. No, My bad. One, yeah, uh, Jason Kelsey, well deserved. I mean, getting out on screen passes. Uh, you know, everyone will say, "Look at how many bad snaps he has." He's had false. No, he hasn't had that many penalties for one. And two, bad snaps is just not making sense. There's a lot more to it than just bad snaps. And, you know, look, bad snaps are going to happen from time to time. I'm not going to excuse them, but what Jason Kelsey makes up, he makes up for it in everything else he does. <laughs> his run blocking, his pass blocking. Keep in mind, this man has been trying to communicate to 13 different offensive lines throughout the year. Um, who knows? We might even see 14 in Week 17 if the Eagles decide to play a couple of young guys. Shock. Maybe, maybe they will. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. You have to be able to pick up stunts and blitzes, and that is not easy when you have so many different guys you're trying to be on the same page with. And Jason Kelsey has held off this year, and he's, he's been, he has definitely played through some injuries this year. That is not even a question because, I mean, everyone else has been so banged up. You have to guess that Jason Kelsey has been banged up, and we saw him busily banged up at times too. Um, Ragnall, don't know much about him. I'm sure he's great for the Lions. Good to see a Lions player getting in here. <laughs> um, but Corey, yeah. Lin- Corey Lindsley, if he had stayed healthy on the Packers, he had – an all-pro year, he probably would have made it. So, yeah. Got you. And then now, boys, I'm going to be honest, going to the guard spot, aside from Elton Jenkins, I don't know any of these guys. We got Brandon Scherf? Scherf? Scherf, yeah. Scherf. I think. And we got – we think. Then, obviously, I just said his name, Elton Jenkins, as the two starters. And then for the backup, we have Andrus Pete from the Saints. I don't know anything about any of these guys except Jenkins, who has constantly held down that guard spot for Aaron Rodgers. Good for him. Glad to see him get the nod here. But I don't know enough about either of these next those other two guys to speak on them. Hunter, you got anything? Well, yeah. Not only has Elkin Jenkins played guard, he has played every position on the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers this year, which is the version yeah. – to be able to be that versatile is not easy. We saw Andre Diller last year the Eagles try to play right tackle disaster it is is a lot easier said than done to do what he's doing he 100 percent deserved this i know people say you know take the how good he is compared to the other guards to me it's just the versatility gets him in alone um brandon sharp he's a long time on the washington football team's offensive line now that fred trent williams is gone he deserves it um he 
he had four penalties this year. He also had four sacks allowed. I would have liked to see Allie Marfitt from the Bucks get in. He's had a really nice year, only three penalties and zero sacks allowed for him. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a very, you know, take your shot offense too. It's not like he's just, they're getting the ball out quickly like Brady was in New England. Also Zach Martin too. Maybe if he had been a little bit healthier, the man is literally mm-hmm. insane for the Cowboys. And I hate the Cowboys, but I went, I might put him in. So, yeah. Nate. Yeah. Um, I agree with Hunter. Um, you know, uh, I think that, um, uh, well, sorry, El- El- Elkin, El- I can't say his name. Elkin you know what I'm Jenkins, talking about. Elkin yeah. Jenkins. Definitely. I, I, I remember every, uh, every time they were on uh, prime time, they'd always be like, and I- I'd see him at a different position, you know, it, very, <laughs> very versatile. Um, very impressive. Um, like the guy, Brandon Sharif, um, you know, he's doing pretty good. Uh, like you said, you know, you know, um, he's allowed two sacks, 85.2 PFF grade, very consistent. One of the, the few bright spots keeping Alex Smith alive for some of the time. Um, Andres Pete, I, I, I don't like this one as much. Uh, he, he's allowed four sacks. Um, doesn't, doesn't, I don't know. I just didn't like him as much. Like Hunter said, you know, there were a lot of better um, options. I was thinking Kevin Zittler on oh, the he's Giants. He's definitely impressive. Only allowed at one sack on almost a thousand snaps. Wow. Definitely a consistent guy. Um, I, I would have liked to see him up there. Um, I don't really know why Pete made it, maybe because he's on the Saints, but yeah, I, I, I could have seen, you know, uh, Kevin Z- Zittler going. Got you, boys. And then now we go to the tackle spot to close out the linemen for the NFC. We got the starters, David Bakhtiari, Trent Williams, and the backup, Teron Armstead. So Bakhtiari and Williams, I think, are just staples to me. Both are just absolute beasts. Williams for that 49ers O-line, he's been protecting backups, backups, quarterbacks. Like they've been holding onto the ball and he has been doing what he can to keep them upright. This man obviously coming back from that cancerous growth as well. And being in a first year with the team, he has really jumped into his role. And Batiari is just a staple for that Packers offensive line. Just an absolute beast. Not at all surprised he's on here. And Teron Armstead, I don't know enough about, but that Saints offensive line always seems to keep their quarterback upright. So, I mean, good for him. Hunter? Yeah, I mean, Bakhtiari is a monster. <laughs> the dude has been, like you said, a staple of that offensive line. Trent Williams, you know, a little slow, a slow start, but he really stepped into his role. And then Teron Armstead, just a beast for the Saints. I have nothing to add here. These guys, these three guys all deserved it, in my opinion. Nate? Yeah, same thing here, Bakhtiari. Um second highest rated offensive lineman in the NFC. Great guy. Doesn't allow much sacks. Um, very consistent, very dominant, you know, Trent Williams, same thing. I think he's the highest rated uh, offensive lineman in the league or not league, excuse me. And the NFC um, love the guy, um, you know, certainly in the 49ers offense, keeping whoever's there <laughs> safe, <laughs> whoever they start. Um, and then Taron Armstead, uh, pretty good as well. Um, you know, I don't think he's anything crazy, but he's pretty consistent. He's pretty good on the run. Alma Kamara definitely likes that. Um, though half the time, Alma Kamara never runs out the middle. So uh, that that's the thing. But um, but I do like these three. Like Hunter said, I think these are pretty pretty um, pretty good choices. I got you. I'm pretty sure we can all just can we get a consensus A an I on fullback Kyle Uzcheck? Can we get an I? Oh, what a freaking yeah, what a great. freaking tank! Best uh-huh. best fullback in the game. Honestly, I'd say he's a tight. If you want to put him in with tight ends, I'd say he's a top twenty tight end. So. <laughs> he's, he's phenomenal. 
Kyle, you said we're going to get an eye on that. I think we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And next you go to the tight end spots. Oh, I think we all got to have a little clowning to do right here, ladies and gents. We all got to have a little clowning to do. Because the starter, I think we're all fine with TJ Hawkinson. He's had an extremely productive year for the Lions, especially in their red zone offense, giving a reliable target to Matthew Stafford. Just always there for the catch. Strong hands, brings the ball down clean. Can do a good bit of route running, too, to convert some long third downs. Great tight end. Happy for him. Glad he's the Pro Bowl starter for the tight ends. Evan Ingram as the backup. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. This man should not have made it. And I'll say the first stuff, if you guys want to add any more on, I'm sure there's more tight ends you could probably put above him. But I'll say Big Bob Tanyan, so much more red zone production, so much more reliable in the amount of catches he makes compared to those targets, especially in comparison to Evan Ingram who I think only has a few more catches than him despite having nearly twice the same amount of targets and has only one touchdown receiving and one touchdown rushing, whereas Big Bob Tanyan, like I said, extremely efficient in that red zone offense, 10 touchdowns on the year. I don't know how Evan Ingram got this spot over Big Bob Tanyan. Nate? Yeah, um, Hawkman, good guy. Pretty consistent for the Lions. Um, I do like him a lot. Evan Ingram, what the heck, man? I do not know why he made it in the slightest. I think, Bobby, like you guys said, Big Bob should have made it. Though, to differentiate, I think another pick – now, this is a little bit later in the season, so this is probably why he didn't go, but Irv Smith Jr. has really been a consistent red zone threat for the uh, Vikings. He hasn't been enough you know, enough like Bob and uh, Hawkman have, but I think he's definitely an honorable mention if the Pro Bowl ratings were more – cater to the end of the year he's had a few good red zone um plays you know not bad blocker but yeah evan ingram we all consensus that evan ingram does not deserve this secondary spot go hunter bobby biceps really didn't make it wow i'm just i'm heartbroken man um you know the numbers speak for themselves the drops speak for themselves i mean evan ingram literally they should have beat us the, the first time they played us but evan ingram dropped the ball and crucial situation he he's had so many drops this year he's been in on a lot of plays they've had turnovers too fumbles interceptions you name it a lot of them you know while they might not all be his fault a lot of times he doesn't even fight for the ball too um he has all the tools he needs to succeed but there's absolutely no world there is no world where I, I would put dallas goddard in for him and dallas goddard didn't even play half the season dude not half the season he missed four games but um speaking of dallas goddard I just want to give him an honorable mention. Um, I don't think he should have made it because, like I said, he missed four important games in the, earlier in the season. But um, he, he, I could really see him making it next year. This guy had more yards per, or yards per game than he did last year, and he put up 600 yards in his sophomore year. Um, he was hurt for four games, and he still put up great numbers. He had inconsistent quarterback play from both quarterbacks who didn't target him enough. And he's the best blocking tight end in the league. You know, you could probably argue Kittle or some other guys. Dallas Goddard, his run blocking ability and his best protection too, not given enough credit. Easily, in my opinion, you know, one or two in, in, in blocking ability as well. Um, again, shouldn't have gotten it this year. He didn't play enough, but keep an eye out for him next year. Just wanted to give him a, a quick shout. I don't think I had any, you know, Big Bob, Big Bob Tiny should have made it. It's not even a question, but. Uh, I got you. And now, boys, we are, end, we are getting towards the end out here. 
And we move on to the wide receiver position. Now, I wasn't sure how this would all shake out at the end, especially at the start of the year, because guys got injured, missed games. And I think it worked out kind of okay, honestly, in the end. There's a few things. The NFC has some great wideouts. And let's get into it. Just start it up. The starters are Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins, absolute studs. And the backups, DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. I'll say this. I don't think Jefferson did enough to be a starter, but with the amount of production this man put up, I think you just had to have him in as a pro bowler. You just had to. I don't even care that he was a rookie. The amount of production he put up for that team to lead them to wins was amazing. And then DK Metcalf, a freak of nature, a monster, physically the most talented guy on this list, probably, for a wideout. But not quite the technique of the two guys who get the starting spots. DeAndre Hopkins, who hauls in absolutely everything, I swear. He keeps a magnet on the inside of the ball and one in his glove. Like, it's insane the amount of crazy catches this man makes. Devontae Adams, a technician, a beast of a beast when it comes to route running making sure he hauls the ball down yards after the catch. Just talent everywhere you look here. I mean, I don't think there really were any snubs for this. I like this part of the list. Nate, you got anything? Yeah, I'm not going to argue this. Um, like you said, I think the NFC has the most talented uh, wide receivers out there. Um, definitely think Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins deserve the starting spots. You know, I'm happy Justin Jefferson made it. People could say, oh, it's his first year, but he's having a dominant first year with Captain Kirk. No offense, Captain Kirk, but he's not the most consistent wide receiver. And pairing with Adam Thielen shares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he shares his frustration. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to nod someone that I think if, if the a- NFC wide receiver core wasn't so loaded, he would have made the pro bowl, maybe in the, in the, um, AFC, a Rob, Allen Robinson, oh. third. Now, now this guy had to deal with so much QB controversy and the consistency that this man put up is, is phenomenal to go from Nick Foles to Mitchell, to Mitchell, to Nick Foles, to Mitchell, you know, to go through that and to continue to be, completely dominant put up 1.2 k yards six touchdowns um, 100 receptions on 145 targets this guy definitely deserves a pro bowl but it's hard to top this top four i think like i said if it was if uh, it was the afc he probably would have made it easily calvin ridley had a really good year too he was a little Mm. slow off the start but he picked up but it's just like it's so hard to crack this core but i think those are two honorable mentions honor yeah these four definitely should have made it, but they should have had six wide receiver spots just because um, <laughs> Calvin, Calvin Ridley deserved it as well. A-Rob, man. I mean, talk about this guy going from, I believe, Christian Hackenberg at Penn State to Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, yes, at, at, in, in Jacksonville. Um, he didn't play for anyone else after the it's, – it's just been the Bears, right? Um, I think so. But he had ba- – yeah. outside Dog of Bears. – even when Bortles wasn't uh, starting, I mean, it wasn't pretty in Jacksonville. And now he goes to Chicago and he has to deal with, like you said, Nate, Trubisky to Foles, back to Trubisky. Oh, man, this poor guy. <laughs> what he has been able to do, definitely the most underrated receiver in the league just because of what he's been put through. Not to mention, I mean, you have guys like Charles Leno starting on that Bears offensive line. Ugh. Uh, that makes me yeah. want to hurl. Um, so they should have had six wide receivers in the NFC for the Pro Bowl. So. Mm-hmm. No, I love the Allen Robinson pick. The man is an absolute animal, a beast of a wideout. It's a shame, like you said. 
I know in fantasy, Nate. <laughs> he needs to but, step up big this week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My point being, absolute monster. Definitely. It's The NFC has some great wideouts. We didn't even mention Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Like, that's how loaded this NFC or, is right or now. Or J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, too, man. Or yeah, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Wait, he, that was totally a snub. He should have been over D-Hop and Devontae. Oh, my goodness, and the meme picks. Unacceptable. Okay, boys, we go to the running back spot where the starter, Dalvin Cook, has been destroying people. The NFC's Derrick Henry, a little bit pure speed faster than Derrick Henry, in my opinion. Not quite the same level of tank power back, but he is also a tank power back. And then you got the backups, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. I Jones had a very productive start to the season before his injury, so that may be why he got in. Like, he had an insanely productive start to the season. But I don't know. He really has fizzled out over the last few weeks. People are saying the Packers are keeping him clean for the playoffs. But I don't know if he deserved it this year. I don't know have a snub or a replacement off the top of my head. But Aaron Jones, I guess for his play at the start of the year, earned this backup spot. And Alvin Kamara, an absolute monster, just tied the NFL record for touchdowns in a game rushing at six, a beast, a huge playmaker for that offense, no matter who the QB is. Yeah, honestly, uh, if it wasn't for how dominant Cook was this year, I'd say you could probably make a case for Kamara as the starter. But I like it the way it is. I think Aaron Jones might be someone you could boot out of there for another NFC running back if you want to do that. But outside of that, I don't have any fixes to make for this. Nate? Um, yeah, I, Dalvin Cook, first off, had him in fantasy, so I'm a little biased. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's the most complete running back in the league. And what I mean by that is he is good at everything. He's got the the the, put, the power like Derrick Henry. Now, he doesn't have as much power as Derrick Henry, but he's got that aspect. He's got the speed. He's got the receiving of Alvin Kamara. Kamara is more focused on the receiving side. I'd say Dalvin Cook, purely running, is a better running back. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, running the ball. I'd say Alvin Kamara is a much better, you know, um, receiving running back, but I think Dominic Cook is the most complete. He's definitely, and, and in the offensive line that he has, it's not the best. Um, definitely carrying that. He carried some Vikings games, and I mean carried. Like, he was the main reason. Alvin Kamara, certainly phenomenal. Not going to de- do him any credit. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Aaron Jones, I, li- I-, I like what you said, Sanjay. Um, I think it's not so much his fault that he doesn't get as much snaps. It's more so the horrible offensive now, people are going to get mad at me because I'm saying this, but the horrible play calling of the Packers, I, I people are saying, oh, but the Packers are the best offensive league. They've played like three teams above 500, you know? And so you can't, you can't say that their offense is dominating because of that. But the, the problem is they don't use Aaron Jones nearly as much as they should. The guy's getting like six, uh, eh, five point, what is it? 5.6 yards in average. He should be running the ball a lot and they don't run him that much. But he's, he's pretty good when he is. But I think it, the, the, the question is more who is more of like an MVP to your team almost, you know, when they make the Pro Bowl. And I think um, he could be replaced by David Montgomery, who's had a really big step up this year. I don't think a lot of people – nobody called it. Everybody's like Aaron Jones is going to be good. And, and David Montgomery stepped up. The guy's looking phenomenal this year. His last few games he's been lights out. He's been at Dalvin Kamar, Derrick Henry level, you know. Um, and especially with the O-line, the, the offense he's had. The, the the Bears have scored 30-plus points in the last four games, which they haven't done since 1965. And a lot of that is because of David Montgomery, accounting for three, uh, two of their 
each touchdowns in the last four games, three in some cases. The guy is definitely impressive. I don't know if he has enough stats to, to, you know, push ahead of Aaron Jones, but I think he's definitely an honorable mention and possibly a snub, if not for the late bloom this, you know, this, uh, this year. I got you. And Hunter, before we go to you real quick, to also point this out, I just realized this. The NFC running backs, you could argue that three of the pro bowlers are hurt right now due to injuries this season in that Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and this dude isn't hurt, but he's definitely not put up the production he usually does in Ezekiel Elliott. Those three guys, usually perennial pro bowlers, just not even on the radar this year because of their injuries or in Zeke's case, just falling off like in terms of production. But yeah, I mean, what do you got to say, Hunter? Yeah, well, Zeke with the drops and the, the poor pass protection, shout out to him, my guy. But uh, he, he kind of distorts us the other day, so I can't really say anything. Um, but have fun getting a worse draft. <laughs> of course, now, now I say that, of course, if the Eagles had won that game, I'd be bragging a lot. So, you know, um, for the thing. <laughs> yeah, Monty, man, Montgomery, uh, just an absolute stud. Doesn't have an O-line and doesn't have it much to, around him either with the QB play. Just got to give him credit for, you know, what he does. A lot faster than people think, and the man can stiff arm. He, he's really powerful. That dude's going to be good for a long time. I like Monty. Um, Aaron Jones, yeah, I kind of see it as, like, the fact that he's not getting as many carries and he's still doing what he's doing. That's why I think he deserves the Pro Bowl, in my opinion. I mean, they, they prioritize A.J. Dillon last night. A.J. Dillon, one of my favorite guys pre draft last year. Um, I'm, I'm glad he got an opportunity, and he's going to be good for a long time as well. I think that's probably, you know, with Aaron Jones' contract, that's probably why they drafted him, too. Um, and also to kind of preserve Aaron Jones throughout the year as well with Jamal Williams and, you know, having Dylan there just to take away some carries. I think they want to keep him fresh long-term, but yeah, I, I think Aaron Jones definitely deserved it. Kamara, I mean, hundred percent. Then he just scored more points in a single game than the Eagles have scored in a single game all season, just to put it in perspective. Um, shout out Kamara. And then Dalvin Cook, I mean, Nate, you said he's the most complete back in the game. Absolute stud. And he's, he's elusive too. I mean, something that you don't, you wouldn't expect to get with this type of running back, but um Got a shout out to our, our very own Miles Sanders. This man, 5.3 yards per carry, yet he only averages 14 carries a game. Disappointing. Disappointing. Underutilized in the pass game as well. He's a good pass protector. Took a little bit of a step down in that, in that area this year, but he's still a great pass protector. Man, it's a shame. It's a shame. Miles would easily have 1,000-plus yards right now. I mean, maybe would he would be considered for one of these spots. But, you know, Doug Peterson doesn't care about him. So, um, not to be – not to Bring up a side story. But also, my guy who's going to be in there next year, averaging 4.8 yards a, a carry, also only getting 12 carries a game with a trash O-line, with a trash team, with a quarterback that went to the strip club instead of, um, you know, going home and watching film after the game, Antonio Gibson. My guy, I really like him. He can line up at receiver, line up at running back. I think he's going to be good for a long time for the Washington team. I wish he wasn't on the football team, but – you know, it is what it is. I still love him. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he tortures the Eagles this weekend, <laughs> even though I'm an Eagles fan. Can we oh just say gosh. that the one thing that the NFC East has is a loaded running back core. Like, <laughs> real, even if you want to say Zeke's declining, Tony Pollard is yeah. stepping up. And, so, uh, you guys got the running backs. Wayne Gallman uh, for the Giants as well. Yeah. Behind Saquon. I mean, Wayne crazy. Stacked. Yeah. And That's J.D. McKissick is also yeah. pretty good. He's solid. I like him. Yeah. All right. But now, speaking of stacks, we go – oh, here we go, gentlemen. We go to the QB spot for the NFC. The starter, the bad man himself, Aaron Rodgers. 
an absolute beast. A-Rod doing it all. My MVP. We got his backups, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, both out of the NFC West. The short boy Kings making things happen with their legs, throwing on the run, commanding their teams, leading great offenses. But, gentlemen, I'll be honest. I don't I'm, – I'm good with this. I'm good with this list as it is. I think Rodgers definitely had to be the starter of the year he's had. Wilson's been on a tear, but I don't think he deserved to be the starter, especially after he fizzled out a bit going to, as the year went. The offense got a little bit inconsistent. Kyler is the shakeup, but I think with what he did earlier in the year when they were considering for the, this list, I think that's a lot of the reason why he made it. I see real Aaron Jones vibes, and that after that, injuries really did start to slow him down. You saw a team started to catch on to him a little bit more. He still got to learn how to throw a little bit better once he is in the – sorry, he's got to learn to throw a little bit better when he is in the pocket. He's so used to throwing on the run and scrambling out to either side. But I'm okay with this list as is, to be honest. I'm glad for Kyler Murray. You guys know this. I love him. My 5'10 quarterback. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm okay with this list. Hunter, any disagreements? I saw your face while I was going. I think you might have a little something to say. <laughs> uh, A-Rod, 100%. Um, Nate tagged me in something the other day. I didn't realize it was a joke at first about Aaron Rodgers. But he, he is <laughs> – my bad, Nate. But he's, he is still my, my MVP. I love A-Rod. Um, but that was a funny post though. Now that I realized it, it was a joke, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, A-Rod's the man. Um, love him. We did a little, uh, we did a little, like quarter season preview with like our quarter season, um, overview of like who should be MVP and awards and all that. And, um, uh, you can go back and check, but I, I had some stats on A-Rod that I really liked that I, that I found, um, when researching all of it that I, I really do like A-Rod this year. Um, Russell, yeah, he definitely fizzled out. So not the starter, but overall still easily top quarterback in the NFC. He's going to be up there for, uh, um, you know, the Pro Bowl for probably the rest of his career. Um, did have a really bad stretch at one point in the season, but, you know, he's still overall, again, great. Kyler, I'm just not a big fan of him, I'm going to lie. I, I know I'm going to sound like Ian right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, the man, in my opinion, the man made it because he can run. That's why. It wasn't because he – it wasn't because he had a good early, early year stretch. To me, it was because – his rushing numbers make up for his not, – I'm not saying he wasn't there early. But his rushing numbers make up for what he has lacked in the passing game. But, man, just like the fumbles some of the time, not taking care of the ball, you know, throwing it into traffic and all that. Um, I'm not I, – I don't – I think he should have made it. Let me just put that out there before I, you know, bash the man anymore. I think he should have made it. Um, Brady, you know, you could argue that from a number standpoint. When Brady has all the talent he has around him, come on. Are we really going to put him in when he has freaking Antonio Brown Ronald Jones, who took a step forward, Leonard, Leonard Fournette, um, and stacked O-line led by Allie Marfitt, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Gronkowski, um, Cameron Brady even. You know, <laughs> I just named the whole offense. I, I'm not going to give Tom Brady that. Not. Here's the thing. If Tannehill was in the NFC, I would give him this spot over Tyler. That's just me. That's fair. No, for sure. And, Nate, what you got, man? Close yeah, I'm, I'm a – I'm a little bit of a Aaron Rodgers, not a, a little bit of a hater, but yeah. he deserves this spot for sure. Like the guy's having a phenomenal year. I don't know if it's MVP. I mean, it's definitely MVP caliber if like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, you know, people like that weren't in the league, but he yeah. still put up great numbers. Uh, definitely phenomenal. Uh, deserves to be there. He makes people who they are on the Packers. Um, yeah. Number one, him Russell Wilson. I like that, you know, definitely not the starter, but should be, you know, in the pro bowl. 
He's had some good, um, some good, he had a good early season, rough, rough, you know, middle of the season, but he stepped up again, clinched the, uh, the playoffs for the Seahawks, beat the, the Rams handsomely, definitely uh, bounced back a bit. Uh, definitely deserves it. Now here's now I'm, I'm a Kyler Murray disliker, but not because, oh, he went to Oklahoma and he's better than everybody said he's better than Baker. <laughs> I'm saying shout it because, Ian. yeah, shout out Ian. I'm saying this because it's his second year and he looks like a rookie. Yeah. He looks like he's still in college. He makes bad decisions. He, he doesn't know what to do with the ball sometimes. And so he just takes off and thank goodness he's fast because if he wasn't, he would be getting sacked or tackled every play. Um, DeAndre Hopkins certainly helped. And then he stopped throwing at DeAndre Hopkins and he stopped, uh, they stopped yeah. doing good. And I'm like, yeah, he's got a good O-line, decent O-line, um, you know, a good, uh, a good wide receiver. Corn. People go, oh, he has a horrible running back. Kenyon Drake isn't the best, but Kyler Murray runs the ball more than anybody. So you can't say that Kenyon Drake's bad because he doesn't get the ball as much. Um, I just don't like Kyler Murray here. He's an average quarterback throwing. He's great on the run. He's got bad decision-making, making a lot of rookie mistakes. I just don't see him here. Like Hunter said, Tom Brady's got too much talent around him. Someone that I think went through a little bit of a hiccup and continued to be uh, pretty good is Matt Ryan. Now, he probably almost always makes the playoffs. He doesn't do anything crazy enough to win the Super Bowl or anything bad enough to, you know, get replaced. But he to go through a head coach swap, you know, first off, the deal with Dan Quinn for how long as he did and continue to put up 4,000 passing yards a year. And then to, to, to get that, go through that, um, the, the, the Falcons should be, in my opinion, at 500 or maybe better with how much they've choked in the end. And Matt Ryan is the reason that they had to choke in the first place. He gives them that lead. Um, he makes Calvin Ridley phenomenal. Um, a bunch of nobodies. I can't even name half of the other wide receivers on the Falcons, but they're putting up like 100 yards a game. I, f- I forget some of their names, but there are two in particular that have been phenomenal this year because of uh, Matt Ryan. He doesn't is have the it, best. Is the one uh, – I haven't been following him recently, but mm-hmm. is the one Alameda Zacchaeus, has he put up 500 That's yards? one of them. Okay. That's one I of like them, him. yeah. And then there's another Russell, one. Russell Gage, is that the other one? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Gage is the other one there. Probably. You know what? Okay. We'll go with it. Regardless, <laughs> Matt Ryan is consistently good. Um, and I just think, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can put Kyler because of his legs, but I just, just don't like what I see with his hands. Now, maybe I just hate all running back quarterbacks like Lamar. <laughs> I'm happy he didn't make it, but Kyler Murray is a lesser version of Lamar. And if Lamar didn't make it, Kyler Murray shouldn't have made it, in my opinion. I just got I just got one thing to say. Once Matt, Matthew Stafford goes to the Colts next year, he's going to be on the Pro Bowl team. So. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> Uh-huh. If Matthew Stafford ever goes to a half decent team, he's an automatic Pro Bowler. That man is automatic a, Super Bowl too. Let's hope he's, <laughs> he's one. He, man, he's one of those guys who you talk. We talked about throughout this whole thing. Stats don't always tell the whole story. Watch the game when you watch Matthew Stafford play. Man, it's a work of art. But ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our Pro Bowl review. Thank you all for tuning in. I know that took a lot. Hopefully, Hunter in editing will split this into two parts for the AFC and NFC. We appreciate you all for tuning in. Like, comment, subscribe. The new year is almost upon us, so happy holidays. And God bless you all, gentlemen. Anything to say before we sign off? Uh, stay tuned for some plenty of videos coming up. we got the playoffs. Basketball starting up. Hockey will be starting up soon. We've got a lot of stuff coming. I'm excited for it. Um, and, yeah, comment down below any more co- uh, content you want us to see. Oh, we, we've got a lot of content coming. We've got a lot of ideas stirring in the, in the pot, you know, um, back as mm-hmm. we did in uh, English class in 11th grade, Nate, stir the pot. So or I, I think Sunday you might have been like, no, you were in a different class, I think, but you already know that. But um, 
yeah, keep an eye out for some mock draft Mondays. Those are going to get started up. I've, I've started my, my draft board. Keep an eye out for maybe some hot take stuff coming out. Nate, Nate's got some ideas for that. Keep an eye out for a lot of ideas. we got a lot of stuff on the way um, now that the Eagles have finally been eliminated. I got you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. God bless you all. Mm-hmm. See you guys.